Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And today we are back with our very popular and fun series called Roundtable. Um, this is our fourth one. We're very excited. And we are joined today by three guests, three guests that we've never actually had on the podcast before. So very excited to meet them in just a couple minutes. If you are unfamiliar with how our roundtable format works, we, like Pam said, have several guests who are going to come on. And we are going to discuss many different things that have to do with Kelly Clarkson. Some can be uh, issues of the day, if you will. And also, uh, we'd like to throw out some random scenarios that we want to get their input on when it comes to their particular Kelly fandom. And I'm always excited to hear whatever fans have to come up with. Yeah, I'm excited. I love these because even though we have questions prepared, it always stems into something else. So that's kind of the beauty of these. We never really yeah. know where they're going to end up. And we're going to start a new feature as a part of our roundtables. We're going to have a feature called Kel Yes or Kel No, where we're going to ask yes or no questions as to whether or not you would do this as a Kelly fan. I'm very excited to run this by everybody, as well as you, Pam. Yes, I don't know this. I don't know if I should. You know what? I'll just be surprised. I knew yeah. I knew we were going to have this format, but I don't know what the question, those specific questions are for today. That is not in our documents. That is in Jeremy's brain. Pam, before we get going today, we need to bring up a couple of things in the Kelly universe that have come down over the last week or so uh first and foremost we have to talk about the elephant in the room so to speak or at least the elephant on twitter and that is there is a lot of speculation that kelly is about to make an announcement about a new project now this all started when she was interviewed on the red carpet for the american song contest i believe it was the finale episode and she mentioned that she had a project coming up that was going to be a bridge to her next big project and a lot of speculation says that it's going to be a covers ep yes and a lot of where that rumor sparked from is on twitter someone had a friend who was in the kelly clarkson show audience recently and apparently had mentioned that there will be a covers album and there is a either album or ep i don't know if it's super clear and that one of the songs on there is possibly going to be Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Um, I'm not denying any of this, and I'm not denying the person who tweeted it, but as I say with all rumors, take everything with a grain of salt. Um, Even when you hear it directly from Kelly. Right. I, you know, this This is a definite, definite, definitely a... Um, a possibility it's not like she's never you know she's never done something like this before in terms of mm-hmm. like recording covers um i just always get a little weary when we don't get an official word so i'm yeah. I'm, I'm i'm excited if this is actually going to be happening because there are rumors as well that it's going to be coming out sometime in june so i'm like okay so we may have something soon but i'm not getting i my my mind Mine is not saying, oh, my God, we're getting a cover album. My mind is saying, oh, we might be getting one soon. That's really awesome. I'm going to, like, chill out 
until we get an official announcement. Yeah, I mean, I think that either Kelly herself is going to make the announcement on TV on the Kelly Clarkson show, or we're going to get an official announcement slash press release from Atlantic Records. Uh, they'll probably put it in the form of posts on social media. Uh, Kelly will probably, you know, go along with it as well. But either way, I think until we hear something official, um, we have to sort of, you know, like Pam said, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, by the way, just as a reminder, since, you know, we are in an era where we don't really deal with physical copies of albums anymore, and some of the terminology might be a little different. The difference between an album and an EP is an EP is what's known as an extended play. It's a shorter version of an album. It's a, it's going to be something with, you know, five or six, maybe seven songs on it. Whereas a full album is going to have your standard, you know, 10 to 12 to 14 songs on it. Uh, much like if you have the smokestack sessions, those are EPs technically. Uh, so it would be something along the lines of that. Um, we don't know anything else other than that at this, uh, at this moment. So, I mean, you know, initial thoughts, like, let's say this is actually happening, Pam, your thoughts on this project. I think I, th I would be very happy with it. I, uh, I think a lot of it also depends what the songs are. Um, yeah. I hope it's songs I'm familiar with or songs that I like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be almost like a best of where it's best of Kellyokis, like stuff that she's mm -hmm. done on, on the show, but actually is doing the full song rather than 90 seconds. Or it's going to be brand new songs that she's never sung before or songs from tour. I don't know, but I'm excited for the possibility of any of those combinations. Um, would I love an original album from her? That's not Christmas, of course, but I won't be picky and I would still be very excited for this. I think the originally... Uh, the, the original thought that went through my head when I heard that there could be a covers album coming was that I wanted to go on to the Kelly Clarkson show YouTube page and I wanted to look and see, okay, which Kelly Oakies have, for lack of a better way of saying it, gone viral. You know, which are the ones that got the most views, the most engagement, because that would be a pretty solid way to figure out a way to make a track listing for a covers EP is to say, okay, we've got seven or eight songs from Kelly Oki's that had more than 5 million views or more than 10 million views on YouTube. We could make full versions of that. That way you're sort of crowdsourcing what the track list should be because these are all the popular songs that she did as Kelly Oki's. Um, unfortunately, they don't archive every single Kelly Oki on her YouTube channel. So you really can't do that after the, you know, nearly three seasons of the show. Um, but you know, there are definitely some songs that she has done. I hope that they're all songs that she's already done. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, an, a new cover here or there, but I'd like to hear some others that were fully fleshed out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean, anytime you can get, you know, a new project from her is great. Um, it will certainly be a bridge to sort of keep our appetites satisfied over the summer while we wait for her to uh, put out the, the next proper album. And maybe she's going to have more time to focus on that. And that sort of gets us, Pam, unless you have anything else on this covers EP, this gets us to our next bit of news. And it's pretty big news in that Kelly is not going to be in the spinning chair for the next season of the voice. Yeah, so the next season, I believe, is going to be this fall. 
um, yep. probably uh, air starting to air in around September-ish, October-ish. The way that they rolled out the announcement a couple days ago with uh, three of the four judges was they went on TikTok. So Blake Shelton went on TikTok, recorded a video, and asked the other judges to duet with him. So the first person to duet was John Legend. And then the next person to duet with them was Gwen Stefani. So all three of them are returning judges from previous seasons. Well, and then on Sunday of this past weekend, we did get the fourth judge announcement in Camila Cabello, who uh, went on to TikTok, ended up finishing up that duet with Blake, John, and Gwen. Um, I got to say, Pam, uh, I mean, I'm not super surprised by the choice. Uh, I think she's going to do great. I think the bigger news that is sort of now starting to filter through the entertainment world is that Kelly is not going to be a part of The Voice after eight seasons. And I got to say, Pam, I'm not all that mad about it. No, I I mean, we've mentioned our thoughts on The Voice. It's really nothing, nothing new here. It's great to see her. You know, I don't argue with people who like seeing Kelly once, twice a week on TV. Like, of course, that would be amazing. But I just... I'm so sick of the like musical reality TV competition format. No matter what format it is, I'm just so burnt out from it, as many of us are. So I would totally be okay if she never went back or if she took a couple years off or seasons, whatever. Did you have uh, you know any final thoughts about American Song Contest? You know, I we eh. we're, we're through the the first season now. We don't know if there's going to be a second season. I mean, I remember right before it it, it aired, like the the season or series premiered. I remember we were like, yeah, you know, tune in as we talk about it sporadically, you know, while it's on the air. I don't think we spoke about it once, but that is because there wasn't really anything to talk about. She, it was just a hosting gig. Um, Yeah. There wasn't much to it. I think her and Snoop definitely had like a nice camaraderie, but you can tell that there was probably very little rehearsal time. And Mm -hmm. it, it, for the host and it definitely shows and that's not a reflection of them that's just a reflection on maybe like the production of the show they were way more focused on the the artists because they had so many artists and so much changeover that they had to deal with every night um my favorite part was her performing whole lot of women on the finale that was fun which we posted on our twitter thanks to our, our friend seth um but i you know, I'm glad she did it once, you know, just like, you know, maybe duets. It was a nice thing to do one season. And I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see it again. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not seeing a ton of buzz after the end of the show. I mean, yeah, this was Alexa or Alexis Alexa. was the one. Alexa was the one who uh, won. She was the K-pop star from Oklahoma. Um, I don't know. I mean, the show was fun. I was definitely tuning in for the Kelly of it all. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it was very much just a hosting gig. I don't I don't know if I would miss it if it, it I should I should say I don't know if I would miss it if she didn't go back to it. You know, if it I mean, if it airs again next season or whatever and she's not a part of it, I'm not going to watch. No way. But yeah, I don't know if, you know, there was I don't know if there's anything majorly subtracted if you take Kelly off of that show. Um, it was fine, you know, it was a probably a really nice paycheck for her. And we'll see if, you know, this show has any success with making a star. It's sort of the one thing you sort of judge talent competitions on. You know, one of the reasons why American Idol even today is still sort of looked at as the king 
of all the talent competitions is because it actually made some legitimate superstars. Even the voice can't really say that. I mean, it's, it's made some, you know, B maybe a minus level, uh, music stars off the show. But I mean, you know, all these other ones can't really say it all that much. I mean, a voice winner was on American song contest and did not win, which I thought was yeah. very interesting. Exactly. Very interesting. Yeah. And one last thing, Pam, before uh, we start our episode today, if you haven't seen it and you want a little bit of uh, a fun Kelly Clarkson nugget, uh, there is a new movie on Netflix called Senior Year. It stars Rebel Wilson. Uh, and just a quick plot synopsis is that she is a 17 year old high school senior and she's a cheerleader and she's looking forward to being named prom queen and all this. And in the midst of a cheerleading routine, she has a terrible accident and falls into a coma for 20 years and then wakes up and decides that she's going to finish her senior year of high school. And so she goes back to high school as a 37 year old woman. It's very funny. Uh, I really love the cast in it. There's kind of a surprise cameo by Alicia Silverstone late in the movie. Um, yeah, and, and it's a really, really funny movie. However, the the movie, when she is 17, it takes place in 2002. And in the midst of the cheerleading routine, we get what we never realized we needed. And that was a dance remix of a moment like this. It's actually the moment when uh, Rebel Wilson's character, Stephanie, actually falls and has her accident. She has it during a moment like this. Oh, God. Uh, and it's really, really funny. I mean, it's played for laughs, but you just, I couldn't stop. I, I, I quit paying attention to the movie and I just was listening to the song. I'm like, oh my gosh, did Jason Nevins get his hand on this song too? <laughs> um, be, because I've never heard like a dance remix of this song. I mean, maybe I did, you know, back in the early 2000s and just sort of, washed it from my mind but i even checked the credits of the movie and they only credit the original song they don't credit like a remix of it so i don't know if the music supervisor or somebody related to the movie made this like remix mashup because it's it's mashed up with several different songs and it just it came out of nowhere and then it's funny because the song shows up twice in the movie once in the beginning when the accident happens and then there's sort of a redemption i mean i feel like i'm spoiling the movie here but whatever it's netflix <laughs> Um, then there's a redemption, you know, performance of that same thing at the end. And one of the teachers even screams like, ah, Kelly Clarkson. I mean, it's really, it's really, really funny. It's the only artist that gets like a shout out during that particular song. Um, also an excellent use of the bewitched song. C'est la vie was in there too. Really? For those, of, for those of you who are early two thousands music fans. Nice. That is funny. Um, like you show me the clip and I was just like so confused, but like in the yeah. best way possible. I'm like, yeah. I didn't know I needed the song, but I kind of want to hear it yeah. in its entirety. I do as well. Yeah. So, um, I mean, look, if you, if you also love some early two thousands musical nostalgia, you're going to love this movie. So again, it's called senior year. It stars rebel Wilson. It's on Netflix. Um, it just came out, uh, last week, I think last Friday. Uh, and it's a, it's a fun watch. It's a cute movie and you get some, you know, pseudo Kelly content added to it. All right, so it's time to get our roundtable underway. We have our panel assembled, and we want to welcome our guests, Craig, Amelia, and Kenny. Hello, guys. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having us. Uh, Kenny, we're going to start with you. Where are you from? And uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, start to becoming a fan. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm originally from Metro Detroit area in Michigan. Lived in California for six years, and I now live in Washington, D.C., Right on. Um, 
so Kelly, okay, so like everybody probably on here, like watched her on Idol, loved it. I remember, um, so my family are all musicians. My parents are both singers and, and everything. And they, they were like, she's the best. And I was like, of course, you know? And then I think it was after the, um, the, it was like early on when she sang Respect and she was back there and she did that big like whole like growl thing. I was just like, Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that's for me. Um, so moving forward, um, I was singing a little bit at the time. And then once I got into like the first couple of years of high school, realized I was much better at music than like sports and everything. So I quit all of that. Um, and I started working like in studios <clears throat> and stuff. And I, she was always like my main, like, I want to be that. I want to do what she did. And I, a couple of years ago, I ended up, um, recording a new single and the guy that I worked on it with was actually my neighbor at the time. This is back in California. Um, and I didn't know this. We just were like chatting one day outside. He actually worked with Kelly on her first two albums. Wow. Um, that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. His name is Cliff Magnus and he's like the sweetest, most talented guy ever. Um, so he did, um, I think it was Low and Just Miss the Train he produced. And then on Breakaway, he did Hear Me and I Hate Myself for Losing You. Oh, my God. Um, I'm, like, freaking out right now. <laughs> and I thought about you because I know you guys have talked to – or, Pam, you've talked about Hear Me a lot. I love that song, too. And I, I when I realized it. he was one that, like, rec- recorded and produced it, I was like, oh, my God. So when I went in for, like, just to hang out with him one day at his studio, he played me, like, the original session. And he also played me like an alternate version that like they didn't, they didn't put on the album, but it was like more like orchestral kind of epic sounding. It was so super cool. Um, so he, out right now. <laughs> I did. T- I was too. And I was so sweet of him to show me that. Cause I like, I like kind of like was trying to be like, not weird about the fact that I was like such a big fan of her, but I was, also I'm a like, professional, but I'm a, exactly. I'm, I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, so he showed me that session. It was just really cool. And then he ended up vocal producing that song that I worked on with him. Um, and I got to record on the same mic that he used on her, which was just really cool and also scary because it, this is like peak COVID times. Mm. So he actually dropped the mic off at my place. I set it up and then we did the session like like this, like remotely. Um, so I was like terrified because I had this like prized possession in my yeah. apartment. Oh my and I gosh. was like, don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. That is yeah. just like a weird coincidence, weird sign. But like, it's so wild because like we just lived in the same building yeah. and I didn't know. And like, I had talked to he and his wife before and I had no idea he was a producer. He didn't know I was a singer. Um, it kind of all came up because one day, like I was working on something in my apartment, apparently the window was open and his wife happened to be walking by like outside and heard something mentioned it to him. So that, yeah, it was just kind of a, one of those cool. weird coincidences. Yeah. So moral of the story, keep your windows open. Yes. Open your windows, sing as loud as you can. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm yeah. so glad that you had a, like a good experience with him. Um, yeah. And I'm sure. And I just, I feel like the fact that it was with, you know, there was also a, like a little Kelly connection even made your experience even like in your your song even that much more special. For yeah. You. Oh, for sure. The whole experience. It was just amazing. Yeah. Well, Katie, we're glad that you're here. Um, Amelia, we're going to go to you. Uh, please tell us your story of how you recorded on some of Kelly's equipment and uh, your connection <laughs> to her producers and the people in her life. <laughs> 
the closest I've been to her is maybe like the fifth row at one of the shows. So I can't say that I've recorded on any of her equipment, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Amelia. That's not gonna ha- um, that's not gonna do for us today. Thanks for being here. Uh, we're gonna move on. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, guys. Um, I was very as a kid, like listened to a lot of music, but I was at that age where right before Kelly started and, you know, did Idol, um, I was young enough to be like listening to Radio Disney. So they were playing a lot of like Britney and Christina yep. and Backstreet Boys and Sync. And I think it was like right before Hillary Duff started her music career, all of that stuff. Right. And I wasn't super big into Britney and Christina, like their music. And also my mom thought they were not great influences. So (laughs) that was a whole other thing. Um, So I was just at the right age where when Idol started, I actually found out about Idol through um, my best friend at the time, who is still a very near and dear friend to me. Um, We've obviously, you know, live on totally different parts of the country sometimes when she's traveling different parts of the world. And she introduced Idol to me at her house and she was like a super big fan of Nikki McKibben. And so I think the first episode that I watched might have been the episode where Kelly sang Respect. Nice. It was either that episode or the week before, like we the top 30 around. Mm-hmm. And I just immediately like glommed on. I was like, oh my gosh, she's super pretty, super talented, very like personality, kind of awkward and a little like me, definitely more outgoing though. Um, so, you know, just kind of something that I glommed onto, watched Idol all the way through. And then I think it was right. I, I don't know. None of my friends aside from that one friend watched Idol. So I didn't really have like a bond with them, but because I didn't have that in person, I definitely glommed onto like the message boards, like the Express and the KCMB. And I think there were a couple of others at the time. And there were also like those, what are they called? Just fan-made websites yeah. about Kelly. Oh, sure. Like not her official site, but just websites yep. that had like all of this information. And I I have a very weirdly deep memory when it comes to this Kelly stuff. So I'll be like, I remember what the header was on the (laughs) website. And I remember like they had these little like uh, HTML players that would play random Kelly songs like every day and they would rotate. It's very weird. So yeah, um, I've seen her quite a bit. Definitely not as much recently because I've moved kind of away from like the main areas, but my first concert ever was the independent tour. Nice. So that was nice. That was a really fun first show. And then my mom got sick of taking me to see Kelly and she was like, okay, we'll drive you. You're old enough to be at the concert on your own with a friend. So that's been very fun. Um, I've kind of gone through weird phases of my Kelly fandom. Like when I was really young, it was super obsessed. Like, go buy a magazine because there's one teeny tiny picture of Kelly in it. Yep. How many, J, it out how many it. like J14 and magazines do I have? Because she, there was like a, oh, yeah. there was like a one inch thumbnail of her on the front. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I still have the copies of blender from when she was like the main feature and all of that stuff. Um, she covered my locker 
uh, and the okay, this is this is a great anecdote. Nowhere near recording on her microphone like Kenny, but um, my mom knows how much I love her and knew how much I loved her at the time. And when she was doing vitamin water, <laughs> they had like all those big posters and everything. Oh, yeah. And th- we had a movie rental store. It wasn't Blockbuster. It was just like a local. And for some reason, they had a promotional cardboard cutout of Kelly's vitamin water ad. And my mom surprised me by bringing it home. <laughs> they like gave it to her for free. <laughs> Because they were closing business. So I just, for some, for three years, had a cardboard cutout of Kelly in my room. I love that. Very odd. I love that. I, I know the exact vitamin water cutout yep. that you're talking about. Because, I, I mean, it's like you said, you have good recall of things in the past. I, I can picture that down to the colors and everything in my yes. mind. Uh, my best friend for my 16th birthday is a really talented artist. And she hand-painted like a from Justin to Kelly themed pair of shoes for me that I've never worn, (gasps) but it has Justin on one shoe, Kelly on the other, and then like a beach seascape. You're going to have to send us a picture. Yeah. We're going to need a picture. I will. Yes. They're in, they're in like my memorabilia treasure chest. (laughs) I love that. Well, Amelia, Amelia is, is out of our guest today. He's the only one that I actually knew prior to us recording today amelia we go back like w- how many years like all i ever wanted era oh, probably at least all i ever wanted, wanted era from yeah, the from was, the internet <laughs> that was like tumblr era yeah. I think, oh geez when chelsea you and chelsea were running the one of the kelly tumblr yeah accounts. chelsea's gonna be on next week actually i'm really excited um she's gonna oh, be on the I show yeah. yeah so yeah amelia and i like i've known her since i was in high school it's been but like we've never actually like spoken and like we've clearly never met so i'm happy it's finally happening we've only spoken over the Me internet too. so <laughs> so welcome yeah, yeah. well thank you very much uh, for being here today amelia and uh, last but certainly not least we want to talk to craig uh, Craig, thanks for being here. Let's hear your uh, backstory. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, my name's Craig. I live in Northern California, and it's not unique in that I I fell in love with Kelly and uh, at the jump during American Idol. I think it is that with that top thirty performance of Respect. I remember seeing that, and then distinctly the next day, just like debriefing with my mom in the car and being like, <laughs> "That person who sung Respect, they were awesome." And I thought maybe that was going to be like the peak of my, my fandom, right? And I was like 10 or 11 at the time. Uh, and then all throughout like the top 10, it's like each week, I was like, oh, they just keep getting better and better. So like stuck in my head is like stuff like like that there. Or specifically when she sang a with, was it Without You, the Mariah Carey cover, but the results show. So she's like in that maroon top. Something about that performance is like, like solidified me as like a mega fan and so ever since then i just you know followed her career and been ride or die ever since and it kind of turned into a family thing because we after the first season of american idol we we went and saw the american idol tour and then just followed kelly kelly's career after so with each album we would try to go see the tour and have had some like cool experiences along the way so like all i ever wanted tour was that when she did the pre inner the pre-show yeah yeah that was an awesome experience. Uh, and then I had, I did have a meet and greet, which was awesome. And I honestly, it was the only time in my life where I felt like I blacked out because I really don't remember it. <laughs> I remember going in for a hug and that's it. Like, uh, so I wish I had like a cooler story about it, but 
I was so excited that I honestly don't remember <laughs> a thing about it. Uh, but Kelly's always inspired me as a hobby. I like to sing. So uh, she's inspired me there. And obviously no one can sing as good as Kelly. So I'm not fooling myself trying to think that. Uh, but she definitely inspired me to like just want to sing in my life. Uh, but otherwise, just I guess as a rad human, like no matter uh, like what I want to do in life or what I do, I just want to be the Kelly Clarkson of what I do, right? Like she has this awesome, genuine uh, humility about her that I'm like, that's so important. And what a character that I, I hope that I can exude one day. So, that, uh, that's a great way to put it, being the Kelly Clarkson and whatever you want to do. I need to uh, like apply that to my life. I love that. I need to get to get in touch with somebody over like Hobby Lobby or whatever and get them to make one of those little signs that you hang in your house, like right next to the live, laugh, love sign. <laughs> yeah, totally. the, or maybe it's just on a coffee mug or something. Just be the Kelly Clarkson of what you do. That's that's probably one of the the, most, the deepest things we've ever had said on the podcast, Craig. So nicely done. <laughs> yes. Mic drop. Okay. <laughs> that's a merch opportunity, right? Yes. Yes. What would Kelly do? Craig, we might write that down and we'll... WWKD, what would Kelly yes. do? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I also have a one of those Shits Creek, uh, you're strong, you're, or no, it's not Shits Creek, it's uh, JVN, it's you're strong, you're a Kelly Clarkson song mug. Me too! Wait, I wonder if we have the same Ooh. one. Hilarious. Yeah. We might. Oh my god, I'll we show... I'll... It's, black, it's black with pink font, that's all. Oh, mine's different. I'll show you when we're done. I'll bring it out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's get into the actual roundtable. Let's, Let's get do into it. the meat, the meat of this. Yes. All right. So just to remind all of you how roundtable works, one of us is going to just ask a question and we're going to just, we're going to go one by one. You give your opinion. We'll have a discussion and that's pretty much it. Um, Jeremy, shall you begin? Yes, I can uh, jump in first here. Uh, so guys, cool. obviously uh, recently Kelly celebrated her 40th birthday um, which is a big milestone for her. And she's accomplished a lot uh, in the 40, first 40 years of her life. Let's look at though, like the next 10 years and let's, uh, let's go around the room and talk about what you would like to see Kelly accomplish or what you would like to see from Kelly in the next 10 years. And I'm going to go easy on our guests at first. And I'm actually going to start with Pam Great. And have you? Uh, <laughs> I'm not prepared. Of okay. course you're not, because because I know that you can handle it here. Thank you. If okay. I throw something at you at the last minute, you're you're able to vamp a little bit. Uh, so all right. So we know what Kelly's done in her first forty years. What would you like to see her do in her next ten years? Okay. Um. I guess I'll just speak of this professionally, because personally, it's really none of my business. Um. Professionally, so I would love to have her make it probably at least two more albums, two to three more albums, if that's possible in a 10 year span. I'm sure it definitely is. Um, and I really want her to just be a little, a little more eclectic with how she, like the sound of her album and like what direction she takes it in. She's definitely capable of it. We're, we've obviously, we obviously have seen it. So I would just like her to kind of experiment with like other kinds of genres and, um, it's a little vague because I'm not exactly sure what kind I would want. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously still sticking true to like her, the Kelly Clarkson. I don't want to say sound. She doesn't have like a distinct sound, but like the vibe that she gives off, like the empowerment, the positivity, um, maybe sometimes a little heartbreak in there. That's okay. Like really just being a human kind of as Craig said, but yeah, experimenting with different genres. That's a biggie for me. Um, and 
I really would love to have her on Broadway. I'm going to keep saying it. Like, it would be amazing. Whether that is an orig- a new original show, whether she does something like Funny Girl, Waitress, I don't know. But whatever it is, I would just love to see her being, like, the lead on Broadway. And um, that's all I can think of on the spot. But I may chime in at the end if something else pops into my head. What was the show that she did in high school? Was that Brigadoon? Is it yes. like if that ever comes yeah. back to to Broadway? Oh my god, that be would be it. hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Or, I think she also did Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Yes, yes, and that's, like, that's a classic. Um, so that would be a good one. It would that all would work out well because she could be in a revival of one of those shows, so she could get you know her Tony nomination and Tony win because obviously. Uh, so yeah, I think that would work out well. That's what it needs to be is something that she's already familiar with the source material. Yeah. Or like Chicago. She did that. Like, yeah. she's like rocks, Roxy. And I don't know. Um, there are a lot of options, but I would just love Broadway and obviously musical. I mean, I feel like that's what that's saying. It has to be musical. Um, but I mean, I have a lot of other ideas, but like, I'm trying to think realistically what could come out of her. Um, yeah. far as, as far as the, the talk show goes, I really like the talk show. I think she's doing she's doing a great job. Um, it's obviously getting a lot of recognition and it deserves it. I don't know if I would necessarily want it on for the next 10 years, but if it was, good for her. But um, I would like to see her on tour again in the next 10 years. That would be ideal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Amelia, what about you? Um, to piggyback, sort of, I, I would, of course, love her to do Broadway High chances that if she does it, there's no way I'm going to make it out to New York to see it, unfortunately, um, as much as I would love to. Maybe but it's traveling. I they, guess. They can do like a, tra- you know, a traveling tour. <laughs> something like that. Or, I mean, there's also shows that play in L.A. So, you know, maybe they do like half in New York, half in L.A. Yeah. I don't know. Or I could figure out a way to make it to, to New York. Um I would love, and I think I don't know if people have mentioned this. I think they have on the previous episodes at some point. Uh, one of those NBC live musicals, yes, specifically because she's a Christmas fanatic, uh, White Christmas in oh, yeah. the Rosemary Clooney role. Yep. Uh, I think her her voice would be suited for it, and I think her personality would be suited for it, especially. Um, of course, I would love to see more albums. I'm thinking, you know, it's taking us a while to get the next album. So I don't know if we could get three in the next 10 years, but maybe at least like the upcoming one. And then, you know, maybe another one in the future. It just depends on, you know, she's so busy. Um, I would love to see her write a book like about her life, a memoir, if not in the next 10 years, then at some point down the line, I mean, I don't know if she wants to wait because she feels like she's not old enough or doesn't have enough to talk about, but she's had a lot going on in the past, just the 20 years of her career, let alone 40 years of her life. So that's, I would love a autobiography of some sort. That's a great and idea. I would like her. I would like her to write more. I mean, I know she's super busy, but I think, um, one of the previous episodes, not last week's, but the week before you guys were talking about how it's more authentic when it comes from her. And it absolutely is. Like, I've been re-listening to Piece by Piece and 
all I ever wanted. And it's just, you can tell on the songs that she writes on, or even the songs where it seems like she wrote on them. They're a lot more personal and you can tell that she believes in them. So I would like to see her write more. Uh, Kenny, how about you? I agree with a lot of those things. Um, I think realistically, because the talk show <clears throat> is like, has not even like peaked yet necessarily. I feel like even going into this new season and with it filling the new time slot, um, I think it has yet to kind of hit its peak in popularity and, and everything they're doing. So that's going to be happening for a while. Like I think all of her fans, I'm really, really excited for some new original music. Um, so I'd like to see, you know, I know we're going to get a new album this year. I think I have a couple like ideas. I would like something like it, like a double album, kind of like how like Miranda Lambert did with the weight of these wings, how it was like, two different parts to it. I think it'd be cool to do for her to, cause I, cause she, she did an interview a while ago and she was talking about how much she had been writing for this album. She was like, I've written like 60 or 70 songs or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want it. Not, I don't want it. It's not my project. I would love if it wasn't condensed down too much to like a typical, like 12 to 14 track album, like give it, give us all of it. Like it's in the streaming era. It's kind of like you could put 20 songs out and people will listen to them. Um, so I think that'd be really cool. Um, I agree with Amelia. I think it's, I love, I mean, her voice on anything is incredible. She's such a brilliant interpreter of the song, but it is extra special when she wrote it. I just, I really connect with, with that side of like her artistry. Um, I think a live album would be really cool. Even if she took, because I think we, you guys have talked about like the whole like re-recording thing. She, I remember she mentioned one time, I think it was on like an Instagram live. They're like, would you ever like re-record your old catalog? And she was like, I would, but her reason behind it wasn't so she could own masters or anything. It's because she has older songs that she doesn't like how they sound based on like the production and everything. So I think it'd be that that could be a cool version of that where if she re-recorded some of her older stuff with like her current team and her like big girl voice, I think that could be really cool. Um, piggybacking off TV stuff, I think it'd be cool. I, a few times on uh, the talk show, she's had other artists on, and like I think the most the only one I'm thinking of right now is Garth Brooks. Where they were like just sitting and talking and while they're talking he's like playing a song here and mentioning this song and they're kind of going back and forth i would love to see them take that like idea and make that a show even if it was you know maybe it's not like um a weekly thing or maybe it's just like a, a four or five part series or whatever i think that'd be really cool to get have her sit down with other artists that she loves or looks up to and let them just like talk shop and really get into the songs and perform the songs together. I think that could be, she has such a unique um, like lane and the whole like talk show host thing because she is such a successful uh, musician. I don't know. Could be kind of cool. And unique. that is such a good idea. Kind of yeah. like, I'm thinking like, it's like a similar thing, like crossroads, but it's more talking mm -hmm. about the music. It's more interviewing. I think that's such a good idea. It reminds me a little bit of the old uh, VH1 storytellers show that they used to do where the totally. artists would just get on stage and they didn't have a host or anything, but they would just get on stage and kind of tell the stories about the songs. Uh, I, I think that that's still a really interesting format and I think it would be cool to have her there 
uh, to, you know, guide an artist through some stories about their songs. And, and maybe it even could be like a duets thing where, you know, Kelly partially interviews them. And then at the same time, they duet on a couple of songs yes. that, that particular artist has. I mean, that'd be kind of cool mm -hmm. to see just kind of a, kind of a flip the script kind of version of, of an artist's songs, uh, turning everything into duets. It'd be so cool. Like think about like picture in my mind, it's like Kelly and pink. It's like everything I've ever wanted is them for them to sing together. And I liked when they did that duet on the, was it American Music Awards yeah. years ago? But like for them to have like an hour long conversation and then they go back and forth, like, oh, it'd just be so good. Yeah. Craig, let's get your uh, thoughts on this. Oh, I have so many. Many of them are similar. I think as a fan base, there's a, like a, there's a few things like Broadway always comes to the top, right? I think another thing is a subset of people really want like a country album one day. Um, I think something that I, I would, I, I think it's crazy that hasn't happened yet is that Kelly would have an Oscar nomination or a win for like original song or something. I think whatever 007 movie is coming out next, like it just makes sense for it to be Kelly. <laughs> right? yeah. So I'm waiting for that to happen. I love the talk show and I love her interviewing, but I miss seeing her be interviewed. Uh, what, especially like radio interviews that are had like longer sometimes those are like typically my favorite but i'm like can we get like an oprah sit down interview so people could really hear about like yes the, that the fan base really knows well that the general public doesn't know about her that makes her so freaking rad right um so that or we can accomplish that with a book tell-all um i really want a book like that and she loves literature so it seems like it makes sense this, that would happen one day but I could just be dreaming. Um, <laughs> I think um, definitely she needs to get on Miss Into Podcast. As hey, a, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, well, and, I would uh, die. And, and Craig, not to to interrupt you, but you know, when you were saying how you know you want her to be interviewed, and you know, not necessarily. I mean, like talk about the reasons why she's so awesome and whatnot. You know, we to pull the curtain back a little bit. You know, we have been you know messaging her publicists and whatnot about having her on the show. And, you know, one of the things that we tell them is that, you know, we are fans first. And so we're not going to dive into the tabloid stuff. Like we want to talk about the minutia of her craft and of her job. So we're not going to ask the same surface level questions that even like regular TV hosts and radio DJs have to ask her because they have to pander to the masses who don't know the, the small intricate details you know, that's, I think one of the reasons why an interview with us would be so unique is that we can get into like the real nitty gritty of the stuff that she really likes to talk about when it comes to music and art. And we want to get, cause we know that that's what you guys want to hear. Like you, you guys already have heard all the interviews about, you know, the albums and the talk show. Like we want to get like down into it that of the stuff that she doesn't normally get to talk about because they can't go that deep with her without alienating an audience. Like we know you guys listening, like looking at you guys on the show today and, and you guys who are listening uh, at home, we know that that's the deep rooted stuff that you guys really, really want to hear about. And so we can promise you that not even just if, but when Kelly's on the show, we're going to go deep with those kinds of questions because that's the interesting stuff to us. That's awesome. 120%. Let's manifest that. I, I was going to say, you are, Jeremy, you are manifesting the crap <laughs> out of that. I love it. You got to do yeah. what you got to do, man. Heck yeah. Jeremy, what about you? 
Um, you know, I, again, I agree with what a lot of people said. I hadn't even really considered the idea of her writing a book, but you know, now that you guys have put it out there, I really do like the idea and I would devour that immediately. Uh, I think as much as we already all know about her life and her childhood and, and her rise to fame, I mean, there's still a lot of stories to be told and I would be very interested to hear a lot of those stories. And I think maybe that could be one of the reasons why, uh, maybe she hasn't written a book yet is because she just feels like, well, everybody saw my career begin from the ground up. They know my story. Uh, it got featured every week on American Idol. They know everything already. But uh, I think that it would still be a great thing to to see more from her. And I would also like for her to continue writing uh, kids books. You know, uh, I kind of feel bad for Remy. He didn't get his own little series of books. Uh, so it'd be kind of nice for, you know, Remy to get his own uh, couple of children's books as well. Uh, as far as the Broadway thing, I mean, absolutely. I don't know if it's going to happen in the next 10 years, but it would certainly be great because she's she is so tailor-made for Broadway and it would be so perfect for her. And I know that she would crush it. You know, it's not the kind of thing where she has to transition into a Broadway star. You know, she could very much be like a Sarah Bareilles who comes in, does a, a you know, 12, 16 week stint on Broadway and uh, you know launches a show or revitalizes a show that's you know needing a little bit of star power i think she could absolutely do it uh and then when it comes to albums you know she is she's getting older as an artist you know we all have to sort of come to terms with that and you know pop stars are known for churning out albums every couple of years and that's when they're you know and i don't want to when i say this i'm not saying that she's not but that's when they're in their prime, you know, the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and Britney, they were all churning out albums every couple of years, but even, you know, NSYNC or not NSYNC, cause that's a bad example, but Backstreet and Britney and Christina, like they're, I mean, it's years and years in between releases now because they're all getting older and Kelly is the same way. You know, we're going on five years now in between albums and it is a hope of mine that she will continue to release new music. I think we are going to see it fewer and farther between. I think that a good number would be maybe three albums to come out in the next 10 years. And that's with the hope that we get an album this year. And I'm not talking about, you know, additional Christmas projects or whatever. Um, I'm talking like proper albums. Um, as far as the direction those albums go, I have no idea. She is so difficult to predict when it comes to her styles and, you know, the directions that her albums are going, because it could literally be how she's feeling that day. And then suddenly we've got this soul album or an R and B album or just a straight up pop record, who knows? Um, but that's what I would like to see is, is a couple of more albums, but I'm also realistic in knowing that she's not going to be putting them out as quickly as she used to. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to go to the next question. Um, and this is another question that Jeremy and I are going to start with because you guys, we didn't give this to you to prep. Um, <laughs> what is a Kelly song that you think should never be skipped if when listening? Um, Jeremy, you want to start? Because I'm pondering on all their faces <laughs> when you mentioned that. That was great. I love that. <laughs> I wish you guys could have all great. seen that. Everyone just has like their face on their chin. Have their thinking faces like, huh? Yeah. Or their hand on their chin, rather. Yeah. Um, I. I don't know. Like, do you have a distinct answer, Jeremy? Because I'm toying between a few and like, I, I don't know if mine are obvious or not. I Mine are so basic because a lot of times they're the big hits. Um, you know, whenever Stronger comes on, on my, my phone or, or whatever, or if it comes on the radio, I listen to it every single time because there is just something about a 
really well crafted pop song that just never gets old. I mean, and, and it's not even just Kelly. I mean, there's there are Pink songs out there. There are Britney Spears songs. There are Taylor Swift songs. There's Christina Aguilera songs. Everybody has like that one really, really well-crafted pop song. And thankfully, Kelly has multiple. Yeah. I was like, how are you just saying there's one? I'm like, there's a lot. Oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's there's plenty. I mean, there's I can find a reason to skip just about any song. But I think, you know, when it comes to Stronger and Since You've Been Gone, like I rarely turn those songs off. If I'm in a store and one of them comes on, I will look for a reason to like crane my neck so I can hear it, even though I've heard it a thousand times, or I will find a reason to stick around until I hear the whole song because there is just still something about hearing those songs that never gets old to me. Same thing in concert as well. Um, but hearing them, you know, if it comes up on whatever Spotify or whatever that I'm listening to, I will still listen all the way through and I will still crank it up just as loud. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm torn between two because there are two different re- or a few because there are multiple reasons. So like, I think in terms of Kelly's vocals, even though she doesn't love how she sounds on these, which I'm just like, Kelly, be quiet. You sound amazing. <laughs> um, I love you, Kelly. Um, I don't know. Part of me wants to go with like a Since You've Been Gone or a Hazel Eyes. Since You've Been Gone is what made me a fan, like a hardcore fan. I liked her music prior, but I became obsessed with that song. And Hazel Eyes, I think both of those songs are huge vocal performances and they're loud and they're explosive and they're upbeat. And I think it definitely showcases like that she has the range to keep up with such a uh, high energy with, with high energy songs, um, which I think the general public should be aware of on the flip side. Another basic answer would be sober because it is incredible production and it, it has a lot of uh, buildup with her vocals, so it shows her vocals at many different kinds of stages. And to showcase her, her uh, songwriting, I think, is very important. So I'm not really answering our question either, because <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so I'll cheat. I'll say since you've been gone and sober, but okay. for two different reasons. There's so. no there's no wrong answer. I mean, this is no. all purely a personal subjective answer. Yeah. So I think that's what's going to be mine. Are any of you ready for your answer? All right, Amelia's Amelia, ready. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of thinking about this in two ways, and it's a little difficult. So obviously, like, there's times where I actually do skip these songs just because I'm not, like, they're the completely opposite mood of what I'm feeling at the time. But I would say, as a rule, I rarely skip Miss Independent. Um, I just think it's a great pop song, a fantastic I mean, I know we had a moment like this in Before Your Love, but like a fantastic first official single to launch her career. And I think because she loves performing it so much, even when I listen to the original version, I can picture all of the different ways that she's done the song. I can picture the remixes that they've done of the song. And it still makes me happy to listen to whether I'm, you know, in a good mood or a bad mood. Um with the exception, uh, like, uh, obviously I skip it now because it's no longer the season for it. But any time from, like, November 1st to January 15th, if uh, Underneath the Tree comes on, I'm turning that up to 100 and blasting it all the way. Yep. I think it's just a perfect Mariah Carey's successor song yeah. for the 
bet for the second best Christmas song that I know, and you know, Mariah Carey's still number one, but second best Christmas song that I know. And um, I would say uh, non-single, like not, I guess not known to the masses would be Whole Lot of Woman. It's just a fun song. And if I'm sad, it makes me happy. And if I'm already happy, it energizes me. Yeah. Love it. Great song. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Craig uh, next. Craig, you have your non-skip songs. Oh, it's such a good and hard question because I want to name her whole catalog here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do like the the mm, greatest hits of it all just because it's the ones that I think people are less likely to skip, right? Like, I feel like people here since you've been gone, they're going to keep it on because it's like the one they think of. Mm-hmm. But, but I would say like Miss Independent live version. I think that was on the greatest hits album. I think that's the one where I'm like, no, you need to listen to this so that you get it. You know, like, <laughs> so I think that one comes to mind. Um, also, I love Never Again. Ooh. Rain. Like those yeah. two are the ones that'd be like, no, you really got to listen to this, get in the mood, like go on this ride. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I was not expecting you to say that, but I'm so glad you did. Yeah. Awesome. Kenny, what about you? Okay, so I'm on the same page as, like, everyone, I guess. Like, Jeremy, I totally get the sense you've begun stronger. Quintessential Kelly pop smashes, like, yes. Um, but, Craig, you and I are, like, completely on the same page. The live version of Miss Independent is, like, a standout vocal, just probably because it's one of the only live recordings she's put out. Um, I think to lean into, like, the, like, B-side catalog a little bit, for me, my favorite, like version of kelly's voice is when she's like pissed off i would love like angry kelly so let me down Down is one of my favorite vocals of hers just because it's just like it takes like the hazel eyes vibe and then makes it even more angry and it's just oh it's so good it just feels so good so that that's probably mine i mean obviously it's like oh there's so many songs you you know you don't want to skip them all. Yes. I know one for me too actually is Walk Away. Because I for me that's always been a standout track on the Breakaway album. Just because it has like a slightly different like flavor to it than the rest of the album. And it kind of again feeds into like my favorite version of her, which is like that just really in your face, like bad bitch. Yeah. Honestly, it's like the, if you think about it, Walk Away is the only song on that album that actually has some, like, soul to it. Yes. Because everything mm-hmm. else is definitely more, like, either ballad or, um, like, rock-ish. But that's mm-hmm. the only one that has just a little bit of more of, like, the soulfulness that we saw in, like, Meaning of Life. So mm-hmm. I never really thought about that until I said it. So thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah, well, like, and you can see, too, like, it's the songs from her catalog, or her early part of her catalog, that she continues to perform live not just for like you know when she's touring or stuff it, you know it's like she does tv things and still throws walk away and miss independent in there because they're just it just they feel so good it yeah just, it's perfect yeah uh the next question is uh the one that we sort of uh prepared you guys all for and this was a a, a unique one in that a lot of people don't think about this a lot but we wanted to know your favorite last song so you have to think about the last songs on Kelly's albums. And we're going to expand this to not even just like the standard versions. I mean, you can go to the deluxe versions with the bonus tracks. I mean, you, there's no rules here. 
but it has to be the best last song on one of Kelly's albums. Um, Pam, I think we're going to start with you on this one. Can we start with someone else? <laughs> you, did you pick I an said, answer? No, I sent it to them and never actually fixed my own answer. <laughs> Come on. You had one job. I, I did it, which, which was to send the email to our guests. That's right. You I actually did. had multiple jobs for this episode, so I will, I will give you. you credit on that one. All right. Uh, Craig, let's start with you on this one. Uh, best last song. Great. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Christmas Come Early. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Wasn't expecting something, that one. Something about it. Something about that song is so unique to me in that it's so... It's her vocally beautiful, and it's not like the part of her like the big like uh, the big voice, right? It's just so like it breathes so nice, and I think also personally just like healed a bit of my heart. So I just have like a personal tie to that song, uh, and I just didn't expect it when I heard the album. It just caught me off guard, and yeah, I just think it's I don't know if it's like um, underappreciated. I think the fan base likes it, but it's just not the one that comes up in discussion often, but it's a beautiful song. I I really, really do like that song. Yeah. It's so, it's so, so great. And so, yeah, I'm going to stick with that answer. And I just, I love Christmas. So yeah, (laughs) I'm a a dork for her Christmas. Sure. That's a great answer. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, how about you? I'm kind of torn between two. Uh, The first, my first thought would be Irvine Chivas Mm -hmm. because I think when that album came out, like that's when I was like really, really attaching to her as an artist. Um, and it, which is a little funny too, because I was like, I, I don't know, 13, 14, I don't know how numbers work. Um, but I remember listening to, to Irvine and just like my, my little like 12 year old depressed closeted gay boy was just like, oh my God, I feel like every word of this. And then. <laughs> So there's like a deep connection um, to that. But then I remember the day I was like, it's funny. I was like cleaning my room or something. I had the CD playing in my Walkman because it was back in those days. And I, I didn't know that Chivas was on there until this moment. And I remember I just like let it kind of keep going because I was doing something. And then that Chivas started playing and I was like, what? what? And not only like, Chivas just like, I love that song. It's just... It's so sarcastic and fun. Um, But it was also, it's, it's, it's a very unique part of her catalog where like a hidden track, it's the only time she's ever done something like that. It's so stripped down. It sounds like she recorded it like on GarageBand on her computer. Like it's, I just basically did. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's, it's super unique Has a very unique place in her entire discography. Um, my second choice would have been Second Wind because I just, I think that's a great song. I, I love Marianne Morris and uh, that's a song that, it's like a good example you guys talk about a lot where it's like the bonus tracks should be on, like, on the actual album. That, that one for me, I think is just, it's really solid. I like the remix of it too. I'll actually jump in here in the middle because uh, I'm with Kenny. Uh, I actually looked at this and I thought, oh, this is going to be really easy. This is a simple answer. And then the more I sit there and stared at it, the thought, well, no, actually, this is not as easy as I thought, because I would really like to say uh, The Day We Fell Apart uh, from the All I Ever Wanted uh, special edition, because I love that song. And then I've always been a big fan of The Sun Will Rise off of Stronger. And so I was thinking, okay, maybe I could say that, but I have to go with Second Wind. Um, You know, if I'm going to put those three songs next to each other, I, I mean, Second Wind is just the superior of the three songs. 
Uh, it's excellent writing. It's excellent producing. And the song should have been on the proper album itself. We shouldn't have had to buy the more expensive super deluxe set in order to get it. Um, yeah, that, that one uh, ultimately ended up being a relatively easy answer for me, but uh, uh, either way, I'm, I'm with you, Kenny. I, I love, love, love second win for sure. Uh, we're going to give Pam some more time to noodle it over because she's so busy. Amelia, let's hear your uh, choice. So when I looked at the list and I'm, I'm actually looking at it now because I, you know, I always, I can remember things about Kelly websites from when I was 11, but I can't remember like the order of the track listing. <laughs> um, if you had asked me two years ago, I definitely would have said the day we fell apart. I've always loved that song. Mm -hmm. But actually, The Sun Will Rise has been growing on me. I used to always skip it mm -hmm. for some reason. But now it'll come up on shuffle when I'm driving. And um, it's it's Cara Diaguardi, right? Yep. Yeah. With her on that song. Yeah. And their voices just blend well. Cara has a beautiful voice. So obviously, so does Kelly. Um, I think it's a good place for the song on the album. I don't think it would fit earlier in the album if that makes mm -hmm. sense and although it's not quite the same as far as tone goes with the rest of the songs it's a nice kind of break from everything prior and it's a good spot to finish out it doesn't seem like anything could come after it whereas with second wind i actually because it's a bonus track but it should have been on the main album i can picture it different in a different placement on mm -hmm. the track listing mm -hmm. so that's why i'm saying the sun will rise because it's a great song and it's also a good spot at the end yeah yeah that makes a lot absolutely. of sense and i love the fact that we we have two different versions of that uh between the album and the smokestack version where we've got one that's a duet and the other that's just kelly and i again you know that like you amelia that song is a slow was a slow grow for me um, it wasn't a favorite when the album first came out, but then a few years later, I just found myself like, wow, this, this song is actually like hitting me now. And it's, it's one that I still really, really love today. So the sun will rise. Like I really didn't start getting into that song until maybe like 2020 during COVID mm -hmm. um, just because everything was so depressing. And like, I was going through a lot personally at the time and I was, I paid more attention to the lyrics mm -hmm. and it was like, Sun will rise. Everything's gonna be all right. And I was like, "Oh, like okay." What a song like, for that moment. Nice. It more, yeah, it made more sense as an adult compared to. I think I was. I mean, I was in college when that album came out, but I, I just didn't connect with it as yeah. much. Yeah, that's the great part. Yeah, Pam, have we given well, you enough time now? Yeah, I have three answers because I'm. <laughs> of course <Okay>. you do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide. Okay, so I would have chosen as far as like the songs itself goes, I would have either chosen The Day We Fell Apart or Second Wind because I just love both of those songs. But those are not my choices. Um, I also, I want to go with Irvine and Shibis because not necessarily for like the songs itself, they're great, but I think it was a very good way to wrap up the album because that album was such a roller coaster. There were some highs there. There were major lows in terms like lyrically. Um, and Irvine is obviously like the lowest of the low. And it was just kind of a, I don't want to say it was a summary, but I just thought it was a very creative way to wrap up the whole emotional album because it was just so heartbreaking. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. I don't well, know if I'm explaining that. I mean, I mean, you go back to 2007 and, you know, that's around the time when the art of the track list on an album actually started to really lose a little bit of its value because that's when you start to see the, the rise of streaming and you can buy individual songs for 99 cents. And so it doesn't really matter where they come on the album because people may not be buying the whole album. And so I really appreciate an artist who took some thought into the track listing of a full record. And my December for me is the last one where they really did that for Kelly and I think that, yes, like you said, it was a perfect placement for that particular song. And it does sort of gives you that one last gasp of the emotion that was that record. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had never heard of a bonus, like a hidden track before. I never knew that was like, a, I never knew that concept because that it's not that popular in pop music nowadays. It's really not. So I loved that little bonus with Chivas. Now on the flip side, so I think in terms of an album, I think that was the perfect last track. Um, if we're getting extremely technical and going with like the deluxe, a deluxe version of an album, no one ever thinks of this being on Breakaway because I don't. But if you want to get very specific and technical, the Hear Me Sessions at AOL is technically the last song on the deluxe Breakaway. And I'm like, I love Sessions at AOL. I yeah. love Hear Me. So I might choose that. So I don't know. A little... A little complicated. I have to say that I blew Pam's mind a little bit yesterday when we were preparing for this because uh, she, we were trying to decide whether we wanted to go with just the standard albums, last songs, or if we wanted to include the deluxe albums or only the, the deluxe albums. And when she sent out her list, she only had the one song for Breakaway. And I said, well, what about the deluxe editions? She says, uh, oh yeah, sure. Which one was that? Was it Hear Me? And I said, well, which one do you want? And I sent her a picture of the back of all my different copies of Breakaway. And one of the copies that I have is the Japanese version of Breakaway, which includes Miss Independent and Low as the last two songs. And she was like, wait, 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 what is this? I had no idea. I was so confused. I'm like, yeah. am I missing something? Do I have a like a faulty album? But no, <laughs> he just has another version. Yeah. So. But I was not going with low. Low is on. No, the no, no, no. That's yeah. No, we weren't. Gonna, we weren't um, going to go that like niche when it came to uh, the versions that are out there. Yeah. Um. All right. So, Jeremy, should we go into the uh, little game you have? Yeah. I want to do one more really, really quick question. This one shouldn't okay. shouldn't need too much conversation back and forth because it's a pretty easy yes or no question. Uh, before we get into our Kel yes or Kel no game. Um, and this is obviously for everybody. I want to know, do you firmly believe, and this is, you, you have to try to take your, your wishes hat off of your head and you have to think about, do you firmly believe Kelly Clarkson will win an EGOT right now? She has the Emmys and the Grammys. She would need the Oscar and the Tony again, taking off your super fan hat and your, your hopefulness. Do you actually believe that she's going to get an EGOT? Pam, I definitely I, do. I'll say, Pam, we're going to start with you. I'm not going to let you duck this one. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do. Um, I, it could be 20 years from now. You know, I'm not saying it's going to happen soon. Um, I think she would go into Broadway. I think once the kids are older and she doesn't have to worry as much about like, you know, oh my God, I have to bring them us. We have to relocate to New York, you know, maybe when they're a bit older, 
if they go to college or they start working. I think it's good. That would be like a while from now, but I do see it happening. Hopefully the the show will be good enough where it will be nominated. Let's say that, but I, I really do think that there's a chance of that. And, um, yeah, you know, I don't, I, I don't see her necessarily starring, doing like a movie, like a starring role where she's going to be winning the Oscar for that. But the song, the original song, um, I think it was maybe Craig who said that I, yeah, it totally can happen. She's done it so many soundtracks in the past, and I don't see why this wouldn't happen some point in the near future. I don't think it's going to happen like soon, but eventually down the road. Uh, Kenny, let's go to you. Your thoughts on whether or not Kelly is going to get an EGOT. I'm going to say no, only because I, I actually think the chances of her doing anything Broadway related are actually very slim. Only because of where she's low. And it's not, I'm not saying that that's like what I want, but like in general, I think where her life is and what she's doing, um, her being involved in a Broadway production seems like the, the least likely, um, definitely capable of it. And even more so if she did something where she was writing like the music, like part of that team, like I could see that happening. Um, I like, I see her winning, an Oscar before Tony because I just think it's more likely that she would get on a song or write a song that would end up being nominated. Um, Cause that's still like in her like wheelhouse, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Not, not to say that she couldn't, that she couldn't win any got cause she could, but I, I would say the most, the farthest reach for, in my opinion would be her getting a Tony. It's funny. I think the furthest reach for me would have been the Emmy. And she yeah. did it. Yep. I mean, prior <laughs> so <many> now. <laughs> yeah. because, you know, not even thinking like, you know, five years ago, the Kelly Clarkson show was not even a thought. And five years ago, she wasn't even on The Voice, you know, things like that. So like, it was so not, I'm like, the the Emmy was like probably the one that I was expecting the least. Yep. And go figure. She has a ton of them now. So who knows? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Amelia, what do you think? Well, I mean, to speak to Pam's point, doesn't she have more Emmys than Grammys now? Yeah. Like, yeah. which is. She definitely has more um, uh, definitely has more Emmy nominations than Grammy nominations. Which that's another thing to circle back to our hopes and dreams is more Grammys. Yeah. Because she's been overlooked for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as do I think she will achieve the EGOT? I am going to say if she wants it, yes. If she wants it. Um just because I think I don't think she would win a Tony for performing necessarily. I mean, she has the personality, she has the voice, obviously, but she's always said she is not an actress, and she's not. Um, you know, again, it's different on stage. So, and that's something. I mean, aside from the very brief clips we've seen of her doing high school productions on stage, we haven't really seen her act in a capacity that's not pre-recorded yeah so it could be different but she has said that that's not her forte so i i would say if she's going to win a tony it's going to be for either writing a song or like the best original song something related to the music of the show um and I do think she's capable of winning an Oscar again for writing or the song itself. So absolutely. If I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, again, when the kids are way older, I think, you know, maybe in 20 years instead of 
in 10 years. All right. And uh, Craig, your thoughts? I think yes. And if it, if not, it's only because she, one, didn't have time or didn't, doesn't really want it or care too much. Like my impression, I, mean, I don't know her, right? But my impression is that she doesn't hold much, a worse time, she doesn't put place too much value on like winning awards. Like that's not her, her jam. So I think, I think the Oscar thing could really happen. And I think the Tony thing, I think to um, Kenny's point here, like I'm not sure if it'll be her performing a song, maybe something she'll write and then, um, so maybe, you know, in 10 years to be like, you know, I'm only need the Tony. Why not? You know, uh, let me, let me try. So I, I think, I really think, I think we all agree that she definitely could get it. Um, will she, I think it depends on really if, if she really wants it, you know, but she definitely deserves it. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. Um, I'm also going to be in the no uh, category because I actually think it's going to be the Oscar. That's going to be the hardest one for her to get because um, I think in somebody mentioned it earlier in this episode. And ever since that was mentioned, I've been sort of obsessing about it. I think that if Kelly were to ever win an Oscar, it's going to have to be for a like bond theme caliber song. Um, she doesn't contribute a ton of music to movies. And when she does, a lot of them are kids projects. And when I say kids projects, I don't mean like Disney movies. I mean, like they're, you know, trolls is a movie that is geared towards kids and families. You know, no one is, you know, out there trying to win a, a Grammy or an Oscar for anything that's, you know, going on a trolls movie. Um, <laughs> but I just think that if she is going to win an Oscar and it, obviously it's going to be for something music related, it's going to have to be for a music event. It is going to have to be something pretty big. And I'm a little surprised and maybe they have reached out to her before and said, Hey, you know, are you interested in recording a bond theme? Um, I would love to hear her take a crack at one because um, I have, I have liked a lot of the recent ones. I really liked the Adele. I really liked the Billie Eilish. Um, but then there's also been some really bad ones like the Madonna one, which was God awful. Um, I just think that it's going to have to take something pretty big um, for her to get an Oscar. I think it would be easier for her to get a Tony again for what a lot of people have already said, not necessarily for performance, but for writing and contributing to a show. Um, again, I'm also will echo Pam that, you know, I think the most unlikely of all the awards was the Emmy as well, but you know, we've obviously got that well handled. Uh, and I think it's also going to come down to, uh, again, to echo what Craig said, you know, whether or not she actually wants it. And I think a couple of people have said this, whether she actually wants to do it, whether she cares, you know, we've, we've seen that, you know, she, um, she doesn't care so much about awards. In fact, a, a good example of that is, a an Instagram video that they put out recently when they made the announcement that the Kelly Clarkson show had received nine Emmy nominations uh, I think it was Alex was sitting there on set telling Kelly all of the different nominations. And she had like, she's just so not affected by like fame stuff. It just doesn't like, it doesn't register on her face. Cause they're, they're telling you like, you know, the show's nominated and you're nominated and this is nominated. And she's just stone faced like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then the, the minute that they got through all the nominations, she went back and she's like, wait, did you say that like, music is nominated and they said yeah and the first thing she did was ran over and hugged jason so i was like i almost cried <laughs> yeah she was more happy yeah. for him and wasn't affected by the stuff that came to her so i think that if she were to get something like that it would be a part of a team of writers and 
that it's it's just not going to be something that she seeks out unless you know people around her are like hey let's really go for this like let's try for this and see what happens um she might be like okay whatever I'll, you know i'll do it because i love to write and i love to sing whatever um but i don't think it's going to be anything that she's going to seek out yeah i will i will say i would for the oscar at least and and obviously for the tonys i think she would do it more for the opportunity to like perform at those shows yeah yeah um you know she's obviously performed on the grammys i don't think there's a she's nominated for talk show so it's not like she would need to perform at the emmys but again performing a bond theme at the oscars or performing a medley of something at the oscars or the tonys would be fantastic for her absolutely that's a good idea yeah it's a good point all right, so we are now going to play uh, a game to wrap up our uh, episode here called Kel Yes or Kel No. And we're going to be asking you a few different questions, and you're either going to be like, Kel Yes, I would do that, or Kel No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so, and Pam has no idea what any of these questions are, so she's hearing these for the first time as well. So she gets to react just Jeremy as... Jeremy does not communicate with me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I like, kidding. To, I like little surprises. I like to keep you on your toes You're, as well. Y- you definitely do that. All right. Uh, we're going to go around the room. Kelly goes out on tour, but she only plays covers. She doesn't play any of her own music. Craig, going to start with you. Kel, yes or Kel, no? Kel, maybe? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like her covers are good, but Kel, no, because I need those originals too. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Kenny. I mean, at this point, Kelly, yeah, because it's just been such a long time since she's been on the road. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Desperate for anything, I guess. <laughs> Amelia. If it's close enough and it's less than $15, Kelly, yeah. Less than $15 is the barrier of entry for Amelia. Wow. <laughs> she wants a free show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, actually, I take that back. I would say, Kelly, yes. If it's an intimate setting, like if it's a, mm, uh, yeah, you know, the like one of those like live at the Troubadour shows. Absolutely. So you're not going to drive up to Portland or down to San Francisco for a Kelly Clarkson arena covers tour. Nope. <laughs> I can, I can do that on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pam. Uh, Kel, yes, because I suffer from FOMO and I would, I would, uh, hate to miss it if I, you know, um, and kind of like to what Kenny said, I'm just desperate for any excuse to see her live. So Kel, yes, because why not? What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm a Kel, yes. I'm so starved for live content that I, (laughs) she could literally come out there and just be like, throw me a request. And I'd be like, (laughs) I'm there. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll change my answer. <laughs> Good point. We'll change my answer. All right. So our next. She'll so just Kelly- come out and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she'll, she'll walk off and be like, all right. That was yeah. a great $50. I just yeah. spent. <laughs> Encore. Encore. <laughs> um, all right. So our next Kel yes or Kel no question uh, has to do with merch. Uh, Kelly goes out on tour, but the only shirts that she sells are, have giant pictures that are close-ups of her face. But it's the only merch that she ever sells from here on till eternity. Uh, Pam, Kel, yes or Kel, no? Kel, no. I have enough merch. I'm done. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need to add any more to my collection. Um, sorry, Kel. What was it? What was the? It was it the Hazel Eyes tour 
or it was at that tour that she sold that shirt like that the one that melissa peterman always wore on stage yes. like her eyes were like right where the boobs go it was oh. yeah, it's it's just giant oh, like yeah, that, yeah, that, kelly's in your face that yeah. shirt was a choice uh amelia your <laughs> thoughts <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say, you said it's the only merch she sells from it here on out. It's the only kind of merch uh, she ever sells is shirts that are giant close-ups of her face, like on the shirt. I'm going to say Kel no for two reasons. Um, I still have my Hazel Eyes shirt and it still fits. And I think it's lasted 15 years. I don't think I need another one. <laughs> and also, um, I just don't have room for it in my house anymore. <laughs> Like, I have too much merch. I don't need more. I love that Amelia gives practical reasons, not for the fact that it's just like such a gaudy idea for a shirt. <laughs> well, that too, but I mean, <laughs> we won't go there. Her her merch, I, I've had issues with her merch. For oh, gosh, girl, we all have. We all have. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, to, now to the fellas. Kenny, is it a Kel yes or a Kel no for you? I'm going to say Kel yes, because... Like, yes, girl, put your whole damn face, like, <laughs> on my body. It's kind of camp. I'm here for it. Yeah. I love it. It is what it is. If that's all that she's offering, it's like, okay, yeah. If you signed off on this, then I'm down. Let's do it. All right. Uh, and Craig, for you. I'm going to oh, man. I think I'm going to say Kel No, because I'm hoping, like, if we all said Kel No, maybe the lack of sales will inform them to do something different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put some pressure. <laughs> wow, this shirt didn't sell very well. Maybe we're not on to something. Well, let's try one more tour. <laughs> let's just make sure. Or maybe we didn't hit the right markets. Jeremy, I'm assuming you are a Kel no. Oh, I'm a oh yeah, it's a Kel no for me. I you know, I'm at the point where I don't even like buying shirts of any artist with their pictures in any way, shape, or form on the shirts. Like I'm more of a yeah. script shirt, you know, give me a, a cool type font. Um, you know, the and again, you know, I say that one of my favorite shirts that I ever bought was that long sleeve shirt from the meaning of life tour um, that, you know, just had the tour dates on the back. It said Kelly on the front had the thing on the sleeve. That was a dope shirt. Give me that one. Every single tour, just update it for whatever record she's out supporting. I agree. I feel like I need to say, uh, Oh, go ahead. Kenny. I would say for the record, I don't have any Kelly shirts. So maybe it's just me being like, yeah, like I'll take one. Cause I don't have anything. Yeah. So I'll just like, that influenced my answer because I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I would love a Kelly jersey that just says like Clarkson on the back, like a, a sports jersey. Yeah. Um, just because I I can wear, I mean, it can't be super inappropriate, but I can wear most things to work, like whatever styles. And it's always fun to wear jerseys because they're so casual, but you can dress them up if you need to. So just having a jersey with Clarkson on the back, yeah, would be. Cool. I will say, um, for kind of my group of of friends uh, that go to shows together uh, here in the Midwest, uh, in the early days, like Breakaway through probably all I ever wanted, we used to make shirts that we would all we we would buy them as a collective and we would all wear them to the shows, and I was usually the one that designed the shirts. And one year. Um, I can't remember exactly what tour it was. Uh, it was 2006, I know, because there was a shirt that we all bought for a sh the Chicago show. And I put like a little, it was like a red and white and blue KC uh, logo on the front. And then it said, you know, like there was a ring around it and said Kelly Clarkson, Chicago, 2006. And then I got the actual typeface that is used on the Chicago Cubs uh, baseball jerseys. And I put on the back oh. Clarkson 06. 
Um, yeah, people, I love that. Awesome. People loved it. I'll have to dig out a picture of it somewhere. I think I may even still have one of them somewhere, but uh, I loved that shirt. It was it was so much fun, and people really, really dug it as well. But uh, yes, I'm all about a, uh, a jersey shirt for sure. Uh, okay, our uh, next Kelly Yes or Kel No question. The Kelly Clarkson Show is only available on a paid streaming service. Are you going to subscribe? Uh, let's start with Kenny. Kel No. Only because YouTube can show me everything that I really mm-hmm. want to see, which is really just the Kelly Okies, the occasional interview. But as long as I can see the Kelly Okies, I'm not going to pay for it. <laughs> uh, Craig, what about I'm you? Cheap. <laughs> uh, Kel, yes, take my money, please. <laughs> yeah, totally. The whole reason why I even bought the like the Peacock streaming service was because they had that reboot of Saved by the Bell which I just, I loved that show as a kid. Then it just, it just got canceled like a couple days ago. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I think I would be a Kelly S as well, because give me all my, give me all my Kelly Clarkson content. Uh, even if I have to pay a little bit for it, Pam, what about you? Um, I'm going to say Kel, no, unless like you were, a- they were able to basically like archive every episode ever because I'm terrible. And I watch things like solely or like, you, as 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 Kenny said, like I rely heavily on YouTube to like catch up on the Kellyokis and the the interviews, um, because a lot of times like the NBC app or whatever, like they only show like the late like the last five episodes. So mm-hmm. unless there was a way to archive it, because I I work and I can't watch it during the day. So yeah. I'm gonna say Kel no with a little asterisk there. Uh, Amelia, your thoughts? Um, I'm gonna co-sign basically kel no same reason as kenny if if it's on youtube that's probably the extent of what i'm going to watch anyway uh and to piggyback off pam i just don't have i don't have the time nor the energy to watch every single minute of the talk show every day um i have work i get home i have other stuff that i watched i have other stuff that i'm doing and yes, I love her, but I mostly watch it for the Kelly Okies anyway. Yeah. So if those are on YouTube, you know, I'll watch them there. Um, now, if it was like, if it was the show with a bunch of behind the scenes exclusives and like a bunch of other content, then yes. But if it's just for the show, I'm going to say no. Yeah. All right, uh, we've got two more Kel Yes or Kel No questions. Both of them are concert related. Uh, the first one here is you can get super cheap, $15, Amelia, uh, Kelly Clarkson concert tickets, but you'll always be in the balcony. Do you still buy them? Kel Yes or Kel No? Um, I'm going to say, oh, by the way, I, I don't think I, I answered. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I said Kel Yes for the uh, streaming service. Um, I'm going to answer this one first. I'm going to say yes. Because especially as I've gotten older, I can't do the like general admission standing room only anymore. I just, I, I can't, like, I'm just, I've passed that age. I'm just happy to be in the building in some cases. I mean, you know, I've, I've gone to shows where I know good and well that I'm not going to be able to afford the expensive, uh, you know, down front seats, but I'm just stoked to be there to see and experience it all. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like being all the way up in the balcony, but if it's the only way that I can get a cheap ticket, then okay, fine. I'm in the building and I get to watch the show. Uh, let's start with Craig on this one. What do you think? 
Uh, it's a tough one. I can, I, I want to just be in the room. So in that way, I say Kelly, yes, but I, I'd rather just be closer. And I, know, for it. I know. I it, know. It's just a different experience. It is. You know? I, I am. I'm very much a, a, a proponent that the closer you are to the stage affects how much your enjoyment of the show, because if you're oh. back in the, in the, the nosebleeds, you've got all these other people around you that distract you. There's less or there's more in your peripheral than the, just the stage. Uh, so I, I totally feel that, but yeah, uh, let's go to Amelia for this one. Since you're so concerned about $15 <laughs> Kelly tickets. If, if it's the only way to be in the room, then I, I would say Kelly. Yes. Um, but obviously I would prefer to be closer. Like I, like you said, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. Uh, Pam, what about you? Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. Like, if it was the only way I would be in the show, like, to be able to see it, then, like, Kelly, yes. But otherwise, Kelly, I'm, I think I'm going to say Kel no, because Kelly's the only person that I will go to a general mission show and actually care where I stand or mm-hmm. I try to get good seats. Um, so uh, any other artist, I will take the $15 and I will always sit in the back. Kelly's my... It, it's gonna be a Kel no. I I really she's my one splurge. Yeah. And uh one more from you, Kenny. I'm gonna say Kel yes. Um mainly because w- when I started going to Kelly's shows, I was like super poor. So I those are the only seats I could get, and I still had a great time. Um the last show I went to the Meaning of Life tour um in LA and my husband surprised me with tickets and like got like expensive ones like in the front and it was super cool but i was also like ah! like a little overwhelmed the whole time and also <laughs> just from from the standpoint of like a, a a full show getting a scope for what's going on on stage and then also more importantly like the sound i kind of prefer to be a little further back because wherever the uh sound engineer is in the room like he's the one that's choosing levels for everything so like i've kind of found it's nice to be near where wherever that person is because you're going to get the best the best sound and you can see everything that's happening so i guess i don't mind being far away that's kenny, a good answer yeah kenny's giving out the uh the the industry secrets there yeah that's that's a kind of a, <laughs> it's i mean it's a it's a well-known secret that if you want the absolute if you, if you care about the sound at a concert you want the absolute best sound sit as close to the soundboard as you can because that's where they're measuring how well the whole room sounds and uh, if they if it sounds good for them, then that's what they're going to go with. And so that's where you're going to get the best sound. So, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, one more here. Would you go to shows if Kelly was only the opening act? So she gets like opening act time. I'm not talking like, you know, Honda Civic, you know, dual headlining tour. I'm talking Kelly is the opening act. She gets like at best 30 minutes maybe a little bit more, but not much more than that. Uh, Amelia, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, it really depends on who she's opening for, but I, I'm going to say Kel, yes. Okay. Just because I will take, again, it's been so long since she's performed live. I, I will take almost any type of live performance, but I, I would say like, if the act is, is more well-known than her, Yes. Okay. Yeah. Pam, what do you think? Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. I'm going to say Kel, yes. Again, I FOMO and I always will have, I want any excuse to see her live. So even though Maroon 5, like 
it wasn't a full co-headline. I'm pretty sure she was, she was like very special guest, which is a nice way of saying like, she's the opener, but she's reputable. Yeah. Um, she, I mean, she had probably at least 45 minutes on stage. I love that tour. Um, and you know, if you, the fun part is if you don't like the other act, you can go home early. You can beat the crowds and leave early. That's, <laughs> um, that's what I did on the Frey show. Me too. That, that was a co-headline, but the night that I went, she was first. Yeah. And we watched like, like two. Yeah, we watched like two songs of the Frey, and I looked at my friend. I'm like, "You want to bounce and hit the bar?" We're like, "Yep, see ya!" And like we left, <laughs> yes. and I still felt like I got my money's worth. Same. Same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kenny, great. what about you? Um, I'm gonna say Kelly. Yes. I'm just trying to think of like what her set list would look like if she had 30 minutes i feel like i would want her to do like a five or six minute medley of like the hits the things that like people would expect but just get them all out of the way like open with the hits medley and then give us five i don't know new songs random random songs Mm -hmm. just whatever you feel like yeah yeah but because at that point it's like you're looking at somebody with you know 20 years of songs under the belt so which ones do you do and if it's 30 minutes as as these kinds of fans that we are we're, we're like mm, we don't need you know breakaway you know we don't need those songs um yeah that's the problem can, with like them. that's the problem with like <laughs> like i remember i saw her a couple like during the piece by piece era she did like a radio one of those radio shows where it was a bunch of artists on the lineup it was a very bizarre lineup it was like her pitbull jason derulo like kelly did not fit in there shaggy bizarre um kelly opened and it was great but she was only on for about 25 minutes and she only sang like five or six songs and it was it was pretty much all hits and heartbeat song and that was it so that's the problem with like the opening slot is that it is a greatest hits show so it's like okay i love the casual shade you just threw at heartbeats no i met because like it was like the since you've been gone's and the miss independence and all that yeah. and heartbeat song was brand new at the time so okay, like fairly okay. new no that's, say, what, that's what she was promoting right yeah, yeah that's what i meant because it was like okay. the one new yeah, song okay. not like oh this damn song no it's because it was the most recent thing and that's the problem with like any opening slot is that you're probably not gonna have a lot of room so that's a good point that you make any about like yeah, do a medley of like, you know, because of you, breakaway and all that. So. I was gonna say I could have been a real jerk and been like, you know, yeah, Kelly's the opening act and she's guaranteed to play breakaway. <laughs> so <laughs> at least one slot is gonna be taken up by a song that we're uh, all so sick of. Uh, <laughs> you turned that into a drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh Craig, what do you think? Kelly yes or Kel no to Kelly being just the opening act? Let's be real. I guess I'll say Kel yes and that I go because such a fan but it feels like the disrespect of our queen at this time <laughs> right it doesn't, make, it doesn't make sense this is a version of the multiverse i don't like <laughs> <laughs> kelly is opening for john mayer <laughs> oh, well. well that would be actually kind of cool uh, yeah it's a bad example because i'd probably stay for that show i'm trying, yeah. trying to, i'm like like kelly's opening for avril levine How, how's the, the look of the room on that one everybody's like mm. Did we already play the breakaway drinking game? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and they come out and they duet. <laughs> I've seen John Mayer and he puts on a great show. I, know, I, I mean, this was great. He has a great live album. Like 2008. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah I, he's a great I'm actually a John artist. Mayer fan and like it's not fair to pick on the poor guy cuz like he actually does put on a good show and I am a fan, but for some reason that was the first person I thought of. It's like, "Oh yeah, it's really easy to pick on John Mayer." And yeah, for me it's a it's a Kel yes. I'm so starved to see her in concert. I would literally go and I would watch her 
open for Taylor Hicks, you know, honestly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boom, that's the one that gets everybody. That's the one. <laughs> um, but don't get me wrong. If it's, a, if it's a main act that I'm not interested in seeing, I'm going to be giving you guys all the eye and be like, so bar down the street? Dinner <laughs> time, that? let's go. Are we go. going? We bouncing? Yeah. It's cool. We're, and, and as a guy who's in his 40s, I'm like, cool, I am in bed by 930. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you guys, thank you so much uh, for being on the show today and being a part of our Kelly Roundtable. Uh, we have so much fun with these because it's so fun to talk to uh, different fans from around the country and, and even to meet all of you guys for the first time, at least on my uh, perspective. It's been so much fun. So thank you so much for, uh, for being a part of the episode today, you guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Pam and Jeremy, for creating this this space for all of us. It's so cool. And uh, yes. I really appreciate it. Ah. I'm getting the clump. Yeah, thank thank you, you guys. So great to meet you. You yeah. too. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so, so much to Kenny, to Craig and Amelia for being on the show today in our latest edition of our Kelly Clarkson round table here on Miss Into Podcast. And before we go today, if you're listening to the podcast in real time, so that means you're listening today, the 17th of May, I would just like to wish my co-host, the lovely Pam, a very happy birthday. It is her birthday today. And she is, I mean, I'm, I'm saying you're acting like you're doing work on your birthday. We're recording <laughs> this like, you know, a week and a half in advance, but uh, happy birthday, friend. I am, uh, I am so, so uh, grateful for you and, and thankful for all the stuff that you do for the podcast and what better day to celebrate you than on your birthday. So happiest of birthdays to you, my friend. Thank you. Um, this is a great episode to come out on my birthday because it was just yeah. so fun and our guests were so uh, such a pleasure to have on here. They had such great opinions and just great camaraderie. So yeah. um, I'm happy to thank thank you for the birthday wishes and I'm happy to spend my birthday with well with these people. I guess yeah. I mean we recording this not on my birthday but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the day it's out is my birthday so happy yes. early birthday to me but yes time may 17th happy birthday to myself yes and thank you Jerry. uh and you're very welcome and we have another gift for you and that is next week we are going to have a very fun show uh our game show host extraordinaire slash fashion correspondent rob is coming back onto the show and we are going to be having a missing a podcast game show which I am very excited about because before when we had like the trivia contest, when it was you versus me, yeah, that was fun and all, but now we get to be sort of accessories to two other fans playing the game show. So I'm very excited about this. Yeah. So we're going to have two Kelly fans on with us next week. So there'll be five of us on here and uh, Jeremy and I are going to be involved a bit in some of the uh -huh. questions, but not all of them. It's really going to be our guests mainly. So yeah, we're not entirely sure how it's going to run. Um, we're just showing up and Rob <laughs> is going to be the host for the day and yeah. it'll be a fun time. I'm excited. Yes. Very much looking forward to that. Cool. All right, guys. Um, if you are listening on Apple, you can leave us a rating and review. If, if you have a minute to spare, it would really help us out. And same on Spotify. If you're listening on the app, you can leave us a rating there. Um, if you are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, you can find us there at Miss Into Podcast. Give us a follow and uh, chat with us. We love to know what you think about the topics discussed in today's episode. 
And until next week, we will see you next time. See ya. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com.